Shalom, brothers and sisters. Shalom. We have a detailed lesson prepared for the brothers and sisters worldwide. Today's lesson will be called a peculiar people. The Bible refers to the children of Israel as a peculiar people, brothers and sisters. The uncommon, the distinctive, the unusual, with a special role in God's economy. Called to be the light bearers in a world of darkness, brothers and sisters. A peculiar people means what? Hard to be understood by other nations. Other nations find it hard to understand us, brothers and sisters. So we're going to go into what a peculiar people is and what our obligation is. And those who follow the children of Israel would be would fall under the term of a peculiar people. And we're going to show you why, brothers and sisters. We're going to Deuteronomy chapter 7. We're going to read verse 6 through 10. Deuteronomy 7 verse 6. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Right. So the Most High saved our people, the Israelites, from captivity in Egypt and brought us to the promised land. Before we entered the land, brothers and sisters, the Most High gave us his commandments that was accompanied by a solemn warning. We're going to show you. Continue, brother. Verse 7. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you, because ye were more in number than any people, for ye were the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand, and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. So the Most High said, he made a declaration that if our people followed the law, statutes, and commandments, that we would be placed over all nations of people. Now, that's not racist, brothers and sisters, unless you feel like white people being over everybody right now is racist. So a lot of times it only become racist when it's us that's supposed to be viewed as supreme, brothers and sisters. Continue. Verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Right. To love him, you got to keep his commandments, brothers and sisters. The scriptures is clear. That's the only way you can show the most high that you love him. I ask Christians occasionally, you know, um, you love God, right? Well, how do you show him that you love him? And they always draw a blank. It's always a question mark pop up over their head like a light bulb, brothers and sisters, because they don't know. It's it become a term of just speaking. I love you. Of course I love God. Well, there's only one way to show you love the most high, and that's to keep his commandments, brothers and sisters. Uh, can you continue? Verse 10. And repayeth them that hate him to their face. Start at 9, brother, please. Verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. And repayeth them that hate him to their face. And do what? Repayeth them that hate him to their face. So he will pay you to your face, brothers and sisters. And you don't want the Most High to pay you to your face. Verse 10, and repayeth them that hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack to him that hated him. He will repay him to his face. Right. So, brothers and sisters, the Most High was looking to give Moses laws to institute for our nation of people. That would make us, you know, following these laws would make us the supreme, prototypical nation of righteousness, brothers and sisters. We were, we were supposed to be a, um, a light to the world. We were supposed to be an example, a model example 
of what all nations should strive to be, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Isaiah 59 and 2 in the Tanakh. Because the Most High said, the children of Israel are a peculiar people. In what way are we peculiar? Isaiah 59 verse 2. But your iniquities have separated have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. So it's evident that the children of Israel are not on top right now. We're clearly we're on the bottom. So this is why. Read that again, brother. Verse 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, but that he will not hear. Right. So brothers and sisters, our disobedience led to him not only placing us in captivity, separating us from our families, taking our land from us, but also for him to ignore our prayers, brothers and sisters. He hid his face, which means you can't find him. That means he's not listening anymore, brothers and sisters. And re read it one more time, brother. Isaiah 59 verse 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. So, brothers and sisters, our disobedience became an impediment to our success. It places us in opposition of the Most High, brothers and sisters. Go to Ezekiel 39, brother, please. In the Tanakh, Ezekiel 39 and 23. <clears throat> Ezekiel 39, verse 23. And the heathen shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity. For what? Their iniquity. See, so the children of Israel went into captivity, brothers and sisters, for our sin. Not because white people didn't like us. That's not why. The Most High allowed this because of our sin, brothers and sisters. Because they trespassed against me, therefore hid I my face from them, and gave them into the hand of their enemies. So fell they all by the sword. See, so the Most High gave us up to the enemy, brothers and sisters. And a lot of people, they get mad at the white man. They, the white man is a belt. They get mad at what the white man have done. How about the person who's holding the belt? When you get a spanking from your father or, you know, somebody in some level of authority over you, do you get angry at the tool they're using to spank you behind? No. It's the Most High that put us in this case. We want to stress that, brothers and sisters. Because we see a lot of our people out there basing their complete doctrine on the white man. And you, you make the white man too important. You give him too much credit. Because there's no way that he would have been able to do what he did to us without our, you know, without us, you know, uh, transgressing his law. So that's why we don't talk about the white man is this, the white man is that. Because you make him too important. We don't talk about the white man, to be completely honest with you. We just teach the Bible. If you make your doctrine about the white man, you're showing him to be important. We don't want to play the victim, brothers and sisters, because we're not the victim. If we are a victim, we're victim of our own iniquities, brothers and sisters. Read that again, brother, please. <clears throat> Verse 23. And the heathen shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity. See, when we sin, the Lord punishes us to teach us that he is serious about his commandments, brothers and sisters. Because they trespassed against me. Therefore hid I my face from them, and gave them into the hand of their enemies. So fell they all by the sword. Right, so they all fell by the sword, not just Benjamin, Judah, and Levi. You have the native tribes, or the Hispanic tribes, who've been persecuted. Uh, you had the Spanish-American War. You had the, the Spaniards taking down our brothers and teaching them, quote-unquote, Spanish. 
uh, the natives who had the land taken from them, brothers and sisters. You know, the Most High's punishment is a call to repentance, which means us to reassess where our life is and to come back to the Most High. But what? Israel is a stubborn people. Therefore, must experience the Most High's discipline, brothers and sisters. Our disobedience is the reason we've been subjected to such deprivation, brothers and sisters. This is the reason why. Uh, go to Isaiah 1, brother. Because we're going to show you why the Most High says we're a, we're a peculiar people or strange people. Isaiah 1, verse 2. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. And they have rebelled against me. Right, so the children of Israel who have been nourished by the Most High and protected, rebelled against the Most High. The ox, or verse 3, the ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. Right, so two of the most stubborn animals understand when it's time to come home, brothers and sisters. When it get dark, they know where to go. But Israel doesn't even consider their homelessness. We don't even consider, and that's why we're a peculiar people. Because we fall into iniquity, and we don't even look to see what it is that we did to bring this upon ourselves. Read that again, brother, please. Verse 3. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know. My people did not consider. Right. So an ox, an ass, they know the master's crib. They know when to go when it gets dark out, brothers and sisters. They know where to lay down at. The children of Israel don't even consider, brothers and sisters. And that's why we'll pick you your people. The nations look at us like, what's going on with you? Do you realize you're in captivity right now? While we're throwing money in the air and flossing with gold teeth and all this other stuff. And the nations are looking at us like, don't you realize you're a slave right now? Don't you realize we're about to come destroy you right now? Continue, brother, please. Verse 4. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel into anger. They are gone away backwards. We're going backwards, brothers and sisters. Verse 5. Why should ye be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. Right. So, brothers and sisters, not only do we not uh, look towards home, look towards Jerusalem, look towards uh, liberation, we actually become worse. That's our problem, brothers and sisters. That's why we're a peculiar people. Because as as low as we are today, and we're continuing to sin, we, we do more sin now, brothers and sisters, even an ox. Even an, an ass, a donkey, know when to come home, brothers and sisters. But the children of Israel, they don't. They don't even consider. Go to Amos 3 and 1, brother. Amos 3, verse 1. Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O children of Israel. Read that again. Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O children of Israel. Against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. See, only, the Most High only gave His law to the children of Israel. He only gave it to us. Therefore, we will be punished, brothers and sisters. He didn't give it to anybody else. And that's why people say, well, how come the Edomites and the Romans and the Greeks and the Africans seem like they could just do whatever they want and they don't ever get punished back? Read it again, brother. 
You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquity. See, so to whom much is given, much is required, brothers and sisters. Our forefathers made a pact or made a covenant with the Most High that he would place us above all nations if we did what? Follow his commandments, brothers and sisters. But it's evident, it's clear that Israel didn't do that. Verse 3. Can two walk together except they be agreed? See? So because of our spiritual malpractice, we've been regulated to a subservient posture, brothers and sisters. And the whole world, through that, have spiraled into darkness. Our light went out, brothers and sisters. We had the light and it went out. Our light went out, brothers and sisters, through our iniquity. So there's only one way to rectify this uh, circumstance we find ourselves in. And that's the first Come back to the law, statutes, and commandments, brothers and sisters. There's not an Israelite alive, even if the doctrine is different. There's not an Israelite alive that would tell you to break the Most High's laws. All of us agree on that. We all agree that we're in this case for breaking his laws. So that part you can get from any Israelite. That's one thing I try to tell Christians. You know, we may not have the doctrine. Everybody may not have the doctrine because you have different factions of Israel. You had the Nicolaitans. You had the Zealots. You had the Pharisees, the Sadducees, you had the Essenes. We were never all together, brothers and sisters. We had different beliefs on, you know, what we believe the Most High was trying to convey to us. But we can agree on the law. That's where we need to agree on. Let's We can come together if we can follow the law. Because why? You don't have to worry about an Israelite trying to uh, sleep with your wife. You don't have to worry about an Israelite trying to sleep with your husband. Because, I mean, I'm not saying they won't do it. But they know they're not supposed to do it, brothers and sisters. You don't have to worry about them stealing from you, brothers and sisters. You don't have to worry about them trying to kill you. Because why? We all have that same foundation of following the law, statutes, and commandments, brothers and sisters. We're going to move forward. We're going to Baruch. Actually, read verse 3, brother, before we move on. Amos 3, verse 3. <clears throat> Can two walk together except they be agreed? See, so obviously we didn't agree with the Most High. We became stubborn and stiff-necked, as the Bible repeatedly says the children of Israel are stubborn, stiff-necked people, brothers and sisters. We're going to Baruch and the Apographer. We're going to read chapter 2, verse 30. Baruch 2, verse 30. For I knew that they would not hear me, because it is a stiff-necked people. Read that again, brother. For I knew that they would not hear me, because it is a stiff-necked people. But in the land of their captivities, they shall remember themselves. Right. We're stiff-necked people, brothers and sisters. We're the only people, especially the Judeans, who would try to use Scripture to say they can sin. We're the only people that do that, brothers and sisters. We're the only people that try to go into Romans and say, well, no, I can't eat pork. That's, all, that's us, brothers and sisters. A stiff-necked people. The Bible tell you time and time again. Our people... Once we were delivered from Egypt in the wilderness, what did we do? We started to build a calf. We started to build a golden calf. That calf name was Yahweh or Jehovah. That's in the Bible, brothers and sisters. Ten minutes after we got out of uh, harm's way, we start complaining. Did God bring us out here to die? I'm hungry. I wear the party out. I should have just stayed in Egypt. This was our people, brothers and sisters. After he just split the Red Sea <laughs> for us to walk through on dry land. Our people, right after that, started complaining. That's our people, brothers and sisters. And each and every one of us know that. Those of us who are Israel know how stubborn our people are. 
Look how stubborn we were in the, in the world. Look at how stubborn our people continue to be, even when you point out to them what the truth is, brothers and sisters. We are stiff-necked people. We are stubborn people. And we will look to get over any way that we possibly can, brothers and sisters. Read it again, brother, please. Amos 3, uh-huh. amen. Baruch 2, verse 30. For I knew that they would not hear me, because it is a stiff-necked people. But in the land of their captivities, they shall remember themselves. Brothers and sisters, a stiff-necked rebellion is exemplified by an individual who refuses to bow and allow his his or her mind to be changed. He, he, he or she has an unyielding spirit, brothers and sisters. People that refuse to be guided are useless for any real work, brothers and sisters. A stiff-necked people are a disappointment in that they're not performing the task that they were designed to perform, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Baruch 2, verse 30. For I knew that they would not hear me, because it is a stiff-necked people. But in the land of their captivities, they shall remember themselves. So it was prophesied that we would remember ourselves, brothers and sisters. And through us remembering ourselves, we would get our culture back. We would start to follow the law, statutes, and commandments again. So it was prophesied. And they already knew that this was prophesied. That's why they've been putting the drugs in our communities. You ever notice that, right? In the early 90s, the late 80s, the crack epidemic. Where did that hit hard at? That hit hard in the ghettos, right? The cocaine, the, the heroin. This is being pushed on our people, brothers and sisters. It's because they knew that in the land of our captivity, we would wake up, brothers and sisters. Um, read that. La- read it one more time, brother. Verse 30. For I knew that they would not hear me, because it is a stiff-necked people. But in the land of their captivities, they shall remember themselves. So the majority of our people are not even looking to follow the Most High, brothers and sisters. But on the other hand, some of us would show a level of contrition to the Most High, brothers and sisters, for our disobedience. Go to 1 John 3 and 20, brother, to show you that some of our people would show some level of contrition. Not regular John, brothers and sisters, but 1 John in the back. Chapter 3, we're going to read verse 20 and 21. 1 John 3 and 20. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God? Right. So if you do something wrong, brothers and sisters, and you feel condemned in your heart, that lets you know you're close to Christ. Christ is somewhere there because that's Christ convicting your heart when you knew you did something wrong. Now, if you can just sin all day and do dirt all through life and then just go have a beer after that, just go lay down after that, then there's no Christ is gone. Christ is not in your heart at all, brothers and sisters. Your heart convicts you when you know you've done something wrong. And if it don't, then that's the person you need to be aware of. Some brothers out there can just sin and do dirt all through life, and they don't even feel no type of way about it, brothers and sisters. And that lets you know that light of Christ is no longer in them. Can you read that from the top, brother? 1 John 3, verse 20. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. See, so if I do something wrong and I feel bad about it, right, then that lets you know that the Most High is close to you. But... Verse 21, Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. That means you have boastfulness to the Most High. That's what that means. So a lot of us, you know, maybe we'll slip on certain things, but we feel bad about it. And I told a brother a few weeks ago, 
it's good that you feel bad, brother. That lets you know that Christ is there. That's why you feel bad. Because if you can just sin and not feel bad, just go sleep with all these women and then just come lay down next to your wife. Just just go steal from your brother and then go right to the mall after that. Go drink a beer after that. Go hang out at the club after that. If you eat pork and then just go to sleep and not even think about it, don't feel no type of way about it, that lets you know that Christ is nowhere in your heart. Now, it's said that our people would show some level of contrition in the home of their captivity. This is why. Because our heart would start to condemn us and we would know something's not right. For us who don't feel that, you you lost cause, brother. You're a lost cause, sister. But for those of us who feel that thing, that Holy Spirit within us, that's telling us something ain't right, that we should be shameful, that lets you know that there's Christ. Our hearts condemn us when we feel guilt or condemned about something that is contrary to the truth of God's word, which is the Bible, brothers and sisters. So some of our people would know something ain't right. We would know it. Go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 20, brother, please. We're going into the gospel, brothers and sisters. Matthew 5, verse 13. Ye are the salt of the earth. Read that again. Ye are the salt of the earth. We are the salt, brothers and sisters. What's that mean? The salt is the flavor. That's what we are the flavor, brothers and sisters. The way we dance, the way we dress, the way we act. The other nations look at us like, what will they do next? (laughs) What will they do? We're just entertaining, brothers and sisters. You look at the reality TV show. That's all us. They just love to just see us interact, brothers and sisters. We are the salt. If there was no children of Israel, this whole earth would be Russian. (laughs) It would be a piece of white bread, brothers and sisters. A piece of toast with no flavor at all. At all, brothers and sisters. We are the flavor. Brother uh, Corey, read verse 13 again, please. Matthew 5 and 13. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is... It is there thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. So if salt, think about salt that you have, brothers and sisters, in your in your kitchen. If that salt isn't salty anymore, what's the purpose of it? It has no purpose at all. So if we lose our quote-unquote flavor, our peculiarness, then what, what are we good for? Nothing. It says to be trodden under foot. That means just to be stepped on. You dirt. You have, we have no use for you at all. Read it one more time, brother, please. Verse 13. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. Read that again. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Right. So, brothers and sisters, we are called the children of Israel and those who want to follow the children of Israel to be the light bearers, to bring light to this earth, brothers and sisters. Christ turned us, you know, turned our light back on. Because why? Now, when you go into Deuteronomy 28 and you see 68, only thing you can see in that whole chapter is slave ships. That's Christ turning on the light. That was Christ turning the light back on, brothers and sisters. Read it again, brother. Verse 15. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, 
and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Right. So you don't hide your light. You won't light, you know, a candle and then cover it up. What's the point of that? You're supposed to let your light shine so it can show the way, brothers and sisters. Christ has given us that light. Disciples are a light to the world by reflecting Christ in their lives, brothers and sisters. Not because we're anything great ourselves, but because Christ is in our life. That's where the light comes from, brothers and sisters. Verse 16. Let your light so shine before men. Read that again. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And glorify your Father which is in heaven. Right. So our goal should never be to bring recognition to ourselves, brothers and sisters, but to bring glory to the Most High. There's a fine line between uh, being a light and trying to put on a show to get attention, brothers and sisters. It's a matter of the heart. Verse 17. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. What is the law and the prophets? That's the Torah, the first five books, also known as the law. The prophets is the Tanakh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel. Christ said, I didn't come to do anything different from that. I came to fulfill it, which means do what's in it, brothers and sisters. Verse 18. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law. To all be fulfilled. Right, to all be fulfilled. So, brothers and sisters, we're called to be a light unto the world, brothers and sisters. That's your responsibility, to be a light. A light shows the way. When you walk in a room, a room that has no doors, or excuse me, no windows, it's dark in there. Do you know where to go? No, you're just tripping and falling, stubbing your toe on the bed, right? You turn the light on, now you can see, right, brothers and sisters? We are to be the light, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. In order to be bearers of the light, we must first analyze what the light is. We're going to go into it. We're going to Proverbs 6 and 23 to show you, according to Scripture, what is the light, brothers and sisters. Proverbs 6, verse 23. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light. And reproofs of instruction are the way of life. See, so the Most High's word gives us spiritual light, brothers and sisters, so we can understand his truth and how he wants us to, to live, brothers and sisters. Read that again, brother. Verse 23. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Right. Why? Because where the light is, darkness will flee, brothers and sisters. We are supposed to... Emanate that light, brothers and sisters. And that light is the word. It's the scripture, brothers and sisters. When people see you, they should know 95% of your conversation have something to do with the most high. And that's probably why nobody calls you anymore. <laughs> that's usually how it goes, brothers and sisters. I know people around me that's of the world. They probably tired of hearing my mouth. That's, it's, it's all I'm interested in, to be honest with you. And I'm sure each and every one of you are the same way. Each and every one of you, brothers and sisters, that light is trying to shine. You don't hide the light. Some people say, well, you know, I'm, I'm different. If I can't fit in if I do that. You're not, to, you're not supposed to be trying to fit in, brothers and sisters. Tetris tell you when you fit in, you disappear. We're supposed to be the light, the light bearers, brothers and sisters. The children of Israel and those who would want to follow the children of Israel. Because why? We already read that the Most High only known us. Out of all the family. So in order for you to please the most high and be the light, you must know that what? Salvation is of the Jews. That's what you must know. Which That's what Christ said. 
The salvation is of the Jews. You must come through the Jews or the Israelites to find out how to please the Most High because you weren't educated on that. You have a different culture of paganism, and that's okay. If you want to help shine, you have to get in line with the children of Israel and show reverence to them. Therefore, they can show you the light, brothers and sisters. Go to Psalms 119, brother, and 105. The book before Proverbs, brothers and sisters. Psalms 119 and 105. Psalms 119 and 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So we needed to give the brothers and sisters what the light is when they read the Bible. When, when we talk about being a light, this is what the light consists of, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, Brother Coy? Verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. See? So what are some, you know, what are some good things we receive from a physical light? Right? We can see, number one, what are some good things about physical darkness? It helps us sleep better, brothers and sisters. You want to be sleep? We were already sleep for the majority of our life. Those who don't want the light, they want to continue to sleep, brothers and sisters. That's it. The darkness helps you sleep. The light is the word. The light is Christ. The light is us, brothers and sisters. We're going to Matthew chapter 4, verse 16. Back in the gospel. Matthew 4 and 16. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. Read that again. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region in shadow of death, light is sprung up. Right. So our people who sat in darkness, who still sitting in darkness to a large degree, in the shadow of the valley of death, brothers and sisters, a light sprung up. Who was that light? That light was who? Read it, brother. Verse 17. From that time, Christ began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. See, so that was that light that sprung up was Christ, brothers and sisters, giving us our light back because our light went out. We were disobedient. Christ brought that light back to us, brothers and sisters. Christ brought forth the light. Light has a way of exposing what the darkness tends to conceal, brothers and sisters. And for that reason, the world is against Christ. And they are against you, brothers and sisters. Read that from the top, brother. Matthew 4 and 16. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light has sprung up. From that time, Christ began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Right. We needed to show you that the light starts with Christ, brothers and sisters. So we must be more like Christ, not more like an Israelite. It doesn't matter if you're an Israelite if you're not the Israelite, which is Christ. A lot of people just get caught up on the culture and being Israel when the Bible tells you that he could raise up stones to be Israel. Don't think because you're a child of Abraham that that's a free ticket. It's not. It's actually just a jolt of energy and an adrenaline shot to get you running again. That's all it is. But don't try to use you being Israel thinking that you're going to get into the kingdom because it's not going to happen. Because why? Our people are stiff-necked people, as the Bible says, brothers and sisters. We're going to John chapter 1 to show you the light emanates and originates in Christ, brothers and sisters. John, in the gospel, chapter 1, we're going to read verse 4 and 5. 
John 1 verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Read that again. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. See, so Christ is the light. How do we know? Read verse 1, brother. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word. We know the Word is Christ. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. See? Now, is this saying that Christ was God? No. Look at it. It says the Word was with God. If He is God, how can He be with God, brothers and sisters? Christ is not the Ancient of Days. But Christ is what? Go back to verse 4, brother. Verse 4. In him was life, and the life was was the light of men. The light of men, brothers and sisters. It's, we already read that the scriptures are the light. We know that Christ is the word also. He is the light. The light emanates and originates with Christ, brothers and sisters. Verse 5. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. See? So Christ was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens all men, brothers and sisters. That was Christ, that light. And those who are in the dark don't like the light. That's why they had Christ persecuted, brothers and sisters. Go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, brother, brothers and sisters. We're going to read uh, verse 13 and 14. Colossians 1, verse 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Right. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness? Christ, that light, brothers and sisters. The Most High has delivered or rescued us from darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of Christ. Therefore, those obedient to Christ reflect him because of the Most High's power to transform us into children of the light, brothers and sisters. That was Christ's responsibility, and he did it. He gave us the light, brothers and sisters. Now we are we have illuminated ourselves to come out of the darkness. Can you read verse 13 again, brother? Colossians 1 and 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. See, the power of dark uh the power of darkness, which is sleep. Uh, I it's a new uh, slogan going on, is woke. You woke, everybody woke, right? As if that means you awaken spiritually. When really, it's the opposite. Brother Corey, please read 13 and 14 again, please. Colossians 1 and 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of, the, of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Right, so brothers and sisters, the Most High have reflectorize the disciples of Christ. Now, just like a light bulb, it's not able to shine light on its own, uh, even though it was created for that very purpose. We also cannot shine the light of Christ unless we are connected to the source, which is him. You need electricity for a light bulb to work, brothers and sisters. The same way we need Christ. We must be connected to that energy source in order for us to show our light, brothers and sisters. For us to illuminate the world, brothers and sisters. We're going to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. In the New Testament, brothers and sisters. <sighs> Ephesians 5 and 8. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light in the Lord. Read that again, brother. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now ye, ye light in the world, in the Lord. 
Walk as children of light. See, we were in darkness, brothers and sisters, but now we are the light through the power of the Most High. Ahaya. We must walk as children of the light, brothers and sisters. This is specifically to the children of Israel and those Gentiles who want to follow the children of Israel. Since the Most High has rescued us and transferred us from darkness into the kingdom of Christ, we have an obligation to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but to rather expose them, brothers and sisters. Uh, jump to verse 11, brother. Verse 11. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. But rather reprove them. See, we can't fellowship with the works of darkness. We must expose the works of darkness, brothers and sisters. We have a responsibility to reflect Christ in our lives, brothers and sisters. That's really what get people to listen to you, brothers and sisters. It's through being amongst you. When you first meet them, don't try to teach them. Just be a servant to them. Show them what a true Israelite is, that spirit of love. Because they'll see what you're dealing with. And then they'll ask you, brother... Tell me a little bit about what you're dealing with. I like, you know, what I see. I want to aspire to be something like that, brother. You got love, your humility. There's no arrogance. And you're well knowledgeable, right? Modestly dressed. That's the thing that's really going to get them, brothers and sisters. It's not just going into scriptures. It's you showing them through your behavior what a true Israelite is. Or what a true follower of Christ is for the Gentiles, brothers and sisters. That's really what it is. That's really what it is, brothers and sisters, how you interact with them. Then they will open up and let their guard down because they know that you're a man of God or a woman of God and you love them. Once you're able to show that you love them, they will put the guard down to allow you to share something with them, brothers and sisters. But first, you must prove your humility and your love towards them. That's the only way it'll work, brothers and sisters. It's the only way. Read verse, uh, read verse 8, brother, again, please. Ephesians 5 and 8. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Uh, jump to verse 11, brother. Verse 11. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. So what's the reoccurring theme? That the children of Israel should be a light to the world, brothers and sisters. Those who want to follow Christ, not Christians, but those who want to follow Christ, not Christianity, but Christ... You are there to be a light into the world. And that starts with the children of Israel. The children of Israel must illuminate this world, brothers and sisters. We got our light back from Christ. Christ gave us the light back. Now it's on you. It's on you to light the way, brothers and sisters, to be a lamp to the Gentiles, to show them the truth, to show them how to please the Most High, brothers and sisters. We're going to John chapter 3, verse 19 in the gospel. We're talking about the light, brothers and sisters. We must be the light. We must, that light must emanate from us. John 3 and 19. And this is the condemnation, that light is come unto the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. See, so people reject Christ because they're lo they love sin, <laughs> and they hate having it exposed by God's light, brothers and sisters. That's really what it is. That's why when you try to share information with brothers and sisters, they automatically take offense because they like what they're doing. They want to stay in the dark. Read, read that again, brother. Verse 19. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light. Right. So people don't want the most high interfering with what they consider 
a good time. And they don't want to believe the warnings in scripture of a coming judgment. Verse 20. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deed should be reproved. Read that again, brother. Verse 20. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. See, and that's really what it is. They don't want to be corrected. Even when you come to a Christian and ask them about the Sabbath or eating pork, you should see they're already defensive, brothers and sisters. Automatically, their antennas go up. They get defensive. Why? Because they know that what they're doing is darkness according to the Bible, brothers and sisters. They know it. And people don't like that. They don't like you shining light on their transgressions, brothers and sisters. And a lot of times, you're shining light by not telling them, but showing them. When they ask you, well, why are you not eating pork? Oh, yeah, well, the Bible says you don't eat it. Then they'll go and be offended. They'll go get some scriptures to say they can eat it. When you didn't even say anything to them. You just said you're not eating it. But they'll feel offended because why? That light is shining on their darkness and it makes them uncomfortable, brothers and sisters. That's what it is. Read it from the top, brother, please. 19 through 21. John 3, verse 19. And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth, that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. And that's why, brothers and sisters, you guys tell everybody you possibly can about the truth, because you know your deeds are righteous. You you know it. Even when we were Christians, we never told people about Christ. Why? Because we weren't following Christ. Christians, I hardly ever see Christians, regular Christians, go out and tell people about Christ, brothers and sisters, and about you know this and that and what they should follow. Because why? They're in the dark, brothers and sisters. We love talking about the Bible. Why? Because we're in the light. So us coming to the light only shows our good deeds. Those who love darkness hate the light, brothers and sisters. And those same people um, put together a plan to persecute Christ and to persecute you, brothers and sisters. It's because they love the darkness and you being around shows something contrary to what they're doing, brothers and sisters. Those practicing evil hate light. Evil hated Christ and evil hates those who reflect Christ, brothers and sisters. We're going to John chapter 15, verse 18. John 15, verse 18. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. Read that again, brother. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. See? So sin is hidden by darkness, brothers and sisters, and it exposed by the light. The light exposes their evil and convicts them of their true moral guilt before the Most High, brothers and sisters. And that's really what the problem is. That's really what the problem is with you all. Is that you have that light emanating, bursting through your chest. And it's shining light on all the darkness that's around you, brothers and sisters. And that's a problem. What happened when you shine a light on the roaches? They scatter. They run. <laughs> See? So that light that you have in you makes people uncomfortable, brothers and sisters. And you could not even be doing anything. You could be literally minding your own business. But just the fact that that light is emanating from you, it's a problem, it's a problem, brothers and sisters. Go to Romans, brother, 13 and 12 in the New Testament. The epistles. 
Romans chapter 13. We're going to read 12 through 14. Romans 13 verse 12. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. The light that evil men hate is that same light that protect us from evil, brothers and sisters. Put on that armor of light. The light is Christ. The light is the words. The light is the scriptures, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, Brother Corey? Verse 12. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantons, not in strife and envying. Right. So, brothers and sisters, says, let us walk honestly as in the day. Because why? What happens in the dark? All the evil come out, brothers and sisters. When it talks about rioting, it's talking about violent quarrels. You know what drunkenness is. When it talks about wantonness, that's a form of um, promiscuity. And that's usually aimed towards the women, brothers and sisters. That we cannot walk. Because why? When do promiscuity go around? At nighttime. That's when people are going to people's houses and on social sites. And what you doing tonight? You up? Right? All that happens in the dark, brothers and sisters. So we must walk honestly as if it's daytime and everything can be seen. Read that again, brother, please. Verse 13. Let us walk honestly as in the day. Not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife or envying, but put on the Lord Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. God's word tells us to cast off the works of darkness and to put on the armor of light, brothers and sisters. All of us, all of us must do this, brothers and sisters, each and every one of us. Brother, go to John chapter eight, verse 12. The gospel. We're going to John chapter 8 verse 12, brothers and sisters. Follow us. John 8 verse 12. Then spake Christ again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. Read that again. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of light. See, so Christ is that light, brothers and sisters. And those of us who follow Christ will have that light. Those who walk in the light are the children of light, brothers and sisters, and therefore reflect Christ, um, you know, reflect Christ having the light of life. That for, you know, that for which men hate us is which saves us, brothers and sisters. The very thing that our people are running from is what they should be running to, brothers and sisters. That's the Bible. That's the law. That's the scriptures, brothers and sisters. The very thing they're running from is the answer. Read that again, brother, please. John 8 and 12. Then spake Christ again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Right. If we care about those who are living in sin, we should what? Be anxious to reflect Christ in our lives, that some may be saved. And if we desire to glorify the Most High, we should be, you know, we should take every chance that we have to do what? Be a servant, brothers and sisters. Only those who reflect Christ are those who have been rescued from darkness to walk in the light. Those of us who've been rescued from the darkness, brothers and sisters, we are the bearers of the light. That means we are following in Christ's footsteps. Not following in the commandment keeper's footsteps. Following in Christ's footsteps, brothers and sisters. Outside of a church and all this other stuff, you must follow Christ. 
Christ is the answer. Christ is the door, not the commandment keepers church. We're one of the paths, but we're not the only path, brothers and sisters. Anybody who's following Christ and his doctrine, they have instruction for you to get into the kingdom, brothers and sisters. Read that again, please. Verse 12. Then spake Christ again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Right. That's crystal clear, brothers and sisters. That's crystal clear. We're going to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. We're going to read verse 1 and 2. Romans 12, verse 1. I I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. Read that again. And be not conformed to this world. Brothers and sisters, to those who have become the light, few problems have been more troublesome for believers you know, through the centuries than worldliness. Becoming part of the world, brothers and sisters, in an effort to be relevant and reach, uh, you know, reach our culture, there has been a, a real danger that we will become just like that culture, brothers and sisters, just like the world. Paul warned of this danger, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again from the top, brother? <clears throat> Verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Right, brothers and sisters. Now, I, we, uh, you know, a person could argue that with the pervasive influence of modern media, the tug of the world is greater now than it has ever been, brothers and sisters. We must not be conformed to this world, but transformed in a renewing of our mind, brothers and sisters. Why? Isaiah 55 and 8 answers the reason why we must be transformed. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 and 9. Isaiah 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. Read that again, brother. Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. So a lot of brothers say, well, why did the Most High do this? And why is he taking so long on that? Because he's the Most High and you're not. Well, I can't really understand why this have happened. We know. (laughs) You're not the Most High. You're not going to understand the reason why he did everything. Your parents also told you not to talk to strangers. Did you understand that when they said it? Probably not, but they understood, right? So your parent understand what's best for their child. The Most High is our father, and he understands what's best for his children. Not just the children of Israel, but all people. He knows what's best for all people, brothers and sisters. That's why he tell you not to celebrate holidays. Or this is why he say don't eat certain foods. Now, we all know that the Most High created every animal. You think he may be in a position to tell you uh, what's healthiest to eat? Could, could he do that, maybe, since he did create everything? So the Most High have more information that we are privy to, brothers and sisters. And our ways are not his ways. Usually, when I don't understand something, or I, I go to the Most High and I say, well, I'm thinking about it this way. I'm almost certain that I'm wrong. That's actually a, that's actually a point for me to, uh, you know, um, to, to, to um, do what, what you would call process of elimination. 
usually my idea is wrong. So I'm going to go with what I think <laughs> is not comfortable for me because that's usually right. If I start following what I feel is comfortable, it's a good chance I'm wrong. It's a good chance. So when you don't feel right about it, brothers and sisters, and you don't understand it, and it's uncomfortable, that's what's right. Because why? Your ways are not his ways. My ways are not his ways, brothers and sisters. You may not understand why our people went into captivity. You may not understand why we're still waiting on our kingdom. You may not understand why Christ haven't come back yet. And that's okay. Because it's not your prerogative to understand that. The only thing we have to do as brothers and sisters, as servants, is what the Most High said do. That's all. The Bible is just like a, a, a cheat code. Remember you used to have the games, left, right, left, right, B-A, B-A? The Bible gives you all the cheat codes. It tells you exactly what to look out for, brothers and sisters. Some of us got the book right there and won't use it. Won't use it. That's like picking up a game to play Madden and not even reading the book. You don't know no controls. You're just pressing stuff. You're just pressing. You don't know what you're doing right now. That's what's going on, brothers and sisters. That's what's going on. Read uh, 8 and 9 again, brother, please. Isaiah 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Right. So, brothers and sisters, this is why we must uh, not be conformed to the world, but transformed with a renewing of our mind. To be worldly is to operate on the same principles. To be worldly is to operate on the same principles as an uncivilized heathen people. It is to think and act out of selfishness, greed, pride, and personal ambition, brothers and sisters. That's against the Most High. That's against the Most High, brothers and sisters. That's why we must not be conformed to the world, but transform with the renewing of our mind. Our perception has to change, brothers and sisters. Go to 1 John chapter 2, brother. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. In the New Testament, in the very back, brothers and sisters. First John 2 and 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Read that again, brother. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Choose your love, either the world or the Father, but not both. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. See, so if you love the world, you love all the things you can get in the world, right? All the things that you can do, you're against the Most High, brothers and sisters, right? I, I spoke to a young brother um, a few weeks ago, and he, he was just telling me, man, you know, I just want to do things. I just want to be able to do these things without my heart being condemned. And I'm like, brother, if your heart's not condemned, you're going to hell, brother, number one. But I just want to go. I want to just be able to do what everybody else is doing. The Bible tell you, drop your net and follow Christ. You got to drop it. We're not saying you can't have fun. Of course you can have fun. But what's your definition of fun? That's the thing. That's where the renewing of your mind come into play. Because I spoke to a brother and he told me, well, things are only fun when I'm drunk. I'm like, what, brother? What you mean by that? I'm like, when you was 15, were you drinking? He was like, well, no. I'm like, so you, you didn't have no fun before you started drinking? No, you didn't know, brother. So you didn't know that it was fun being drunk until you did it. There's something else that's fun, brother, that you should learn about. Open up them scriptures, brother. That's fun. 
It's fun to learn. It's fun to be able to walk out in the streets. And when you start seeing certain things and hearing certain things, you be able to put it together in your mind. You know exactly what it is because the most High giving you that knowledge. So when you see the news, you're not even seeing the news like everybody else is seeing it. You seeing the agenda, right, brothers and sisters? That's fun. Being amongst your brothers and sisters, having feasts, having outings. Eating the righteous food, following the Most High's holy days, there's plenty that's fun. You just haven't experienced it yet. That's all. That's all, brothers and sisters. You must give the world up and everything that come with it, brothers and sisters. Read that again, brother. Verse 15, please. First John 2 and 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh... The lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. See, so our love for God should be the rule and principle of our lives, brothers and sisters. Read that last scripture again, 16. Verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. See, so this is exactly what he used on Eve. This is exactly what he used on Christ when Christ was fasting. It says the lust of the flesh. So Eve saw the apple. She saw it first. It, she liked what she saw. She had the, the lust of the eyes. And then it said the pride of life. Satan said to her, what? You know, you if you partake in this, your eyes will be open to be like a God. So that was the pride of life. She was believing that God was keep, you know, withholding uh, certain information that could elevate her. These are the things that Satan used. Read it again, brother, please. Verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. See, these are the things that come with love in the world, brothers and sisters. To yield to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, is to maintain love for the world, brothers and sisters. You must give this world up, brothers and sisters. Verse 17. Verse 17. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. See, the enemy is trying to lure you from the Father's love with all of the temptations of the world. But it tells you the world pass away, and so do those lusts. That lust feel good for a moment. It's just for a moment. A lot of times we know what's right. We sin. And it feels good for a second. But right after that, you just feel ashamed. You just feel condemned. So it feels good for a moment. Don't give up eternity for a moment, brothers and sisters. Because a moment can change your life. A moment. I know brothers who have lost their life in a moment. By a bullet. So your life can change in a moment, brothers and sisters. It was all good just a week ago. It was all good. So, brothers and sisters, we must stay spiritually guarded and have that light as our armor. The light is what? Is the word. It's Christ, brothers and sisters. We are the light bearers. That's who we are. We're no longer the slaves. We're no longer the servants. We're no longer the thugs and criminals. We're the light. A better perspective. It's about time that Gentiles start looking at it that, like that. But... First, we must change. We must become the light in order for anybody to view us as that, brothers and sisters. And that's what we're going to do. We are going to become the light, brothers and sisters. Go to John 14 and 15, because it says you must love the most high and not the word, the world. Excuse me. 
Let's see what the love of the Most High is. I take a Christian right here. You love the Most High, right? Yeah, of course I love the Most High. Okay. Read verse 15. John 14 and 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Read that again. If ye love me, keep my commandments. So tell me again, you know, how you love the Most High and you celebrating Christmas. Tell me, tell me, tell me more. I'm interested, right? If you love the Most High, keep his commandments. And this is in the New Testament, brothers and sisters. So there's no way for you to show you love him, but to do what he said. And if you're in a relationship, it's the same thing, right? You love your girlfriend, your wife, or your husband, or whoever. Why? Because you have an agreement. You have a covenant that she's going to do certain things, and you're going to do certain things. And if you don't keep up your end of the bargain, then that's not love. And the sister tell you, right up, you don't love me. How many times sisters can say that? You, you, you're not showing me you love me through your actions because it's your actions that show that you love. It's not your words, brothers and sisters. It's your obedience. If you tell your wife, you know, your wife say, listen, I don't want you doing this and doing that and going there. Or your girl, or, you know, or your husband tell a woman this, that and the third. Then what? Then you got to obey that to show your love for her or him. Right, brothers and sisters? The same way for your mother and father. Right? Remember, you used to try to get gifts, you know, for your parents on Mother's Day, and, and they tell you, I don't want no gift. I want you to do what I said. Mm -hmm. I'm your mother. You can't give me no gift. How many times we didn't heard that, brothers and sisters? You can't give me no gift. What you want for your birthday, Dad? Yeah, man. Boy, get out of here. Do what I said. That's the only thing you can do. Brothers and sisters think, oh, if I can give the most high money, my tithes and offering. What is the most high going to do with your tithes and offering, brothers and sisters? Where is he going to spend it at? So they would rather give the tithes and offering than the obedience, brothers and sisters. Where is the Most High going to use your money at? He gave the money to you. <laughs> Read it again, brother, please. <clears throat> Verse 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments. See, to obey the Father is to maintain your love for him. The Father is a jealous lover who deserves and demands total allegiance, brothers and sisters, from his people. Total allegiance. This is why we, you know, Israelites worldwide are telling people, follow the law, follow the law, follow the law. This is the only way you can show the Most High that you love Him. There's no other way, brothers and sisters. No matter how many times you get down on your knee and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. None of that matters. You're wasting breath. You're just, you're a barbarian. None of that matters to the Most High. Your obedience is what matters. I try to tell the older generation who grew up in the church, you know, 50, 40, you know, 50, 60 years. Listen, grandma, you know, big grandma, you know, granddad, we got to we got to do this. We, we have to do this. What kind of people would tell you not to follow the law? Right. What people would tell you that anyway? There was a brother, um, I heard him speaking, and um, he was saying, well, yeah, we don't have to follow the law. That's in the Old Testament. So the brother he was speaking to, I was just I was, I was, was just listening. The brother he was speaking to said, okay, so can I kill you? Can I, come, can I steal from you right now, brother? He was like, well, nah. He's like, why? He was like, well, he was like, yeah, exactly. Thank you, brother. Thank you. There's no reason I can't do it if the law is done away with. That means I can kill from you. I mean, kill you. That means I can steal from you. That means I can do all of that if you're saying the law was in the Old Testament. So that's not going to work, brothers and sisters. That means I can be a fornicator. I can be an adulterer now. I can watch porn now. That's what that means. Because there's no law. What kind of people would 
kind of person would tell you there's no law, brothers and sisters? A demon. A demon, brothers and sisters. Go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11, brother. We're in the New Testament a lot today, brothers and sisters. For these those those Christians out there who may be listening. Ephesians 2 and 11. Wherefore remember that ye being in the time past Gentiles in the flesh. Read were, that again. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. In times past we were Gentiles in the flesh. Who were called uncircumcision. By that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hand. See, so when we were acting as Gentiles following their pagan uh, their pagan feasts, their holidays, their, you know, eating the foods that they wanted us to eat, wearing the clothes and listening to the music they wanted us, we were Gentiles in our flesh. So, see, so we understand that there was, gen- there was Israelites that was called Gentiles. We understand that. We get that. Most Israelites say, well, all the Gentiles were Israelites. No, you're not rightfully dividing the word. There was some Gent- uh, Israelites who were Gentiles. And they were, the Greci- they were the Grecians. The Grecians. Because why? They were Israelites in the flesh, but the things that they did, the way they believed, was Greek culture. So therefore, they, make, they were the ones who made Greek their tongue, brothers and sisters. Greek-speaking Jews are Grecians, brothers and sisters. So we were Gentiles, not following the law. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 11. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ. See, so we were Gentiles when we were without Christ, brothers and sisters. So there are Israelites out there who are Gentiles, the ones who call themselves African-American. And Africans and Muslims, all these are Gentiles in the mind, brothers and sisters. Verse 12 that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. See, so in times past we were Gentiles, but now what? We have the light, brothers and sisters. We have the light. We're back. The lights are back on. Somebody paid the bill. Christ paid the bill. It's our turn, brothers and sisters. We are the light. Think about a light tower, right? Before there was electricity, light towers were very important because ships would know, you know, that there's a structure there so they wouldn't get too close onto the shallow land. They would know where not to crash, right? Planes could understand, you know, that there was something near. So it shows you, it shows you, um, you know, the easier path. It, it shows you the destruction that have, that, that the snare of destruction that have been placed at our feet, brothers and sisters. We must be the light. We must be the light. We must show in how we live. A lot of Gentiles are not going to be able to break down the Bible because it's not their book. It's your book. <clears throat> But you can show them through your actions, brothers and sisters. Even if, you know, they can't understand the scriptures, they'll do what you're doing. So be that light, brothers and sisters. Be that light. We're going to 2 Peter 2 and 20 because he said, as we were Gentiles in the past, before we had the light. When we got cast out of our land and taken into captivity, we were Gentiles in the mind, brothers and sisters. Second Peter 2 verse 20 
For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them that, than the beginning. See, so this text gives insight into believers who fall back into the same sins they previously overcame. So there'll be brothers who struggle with drugs or, or, or whatever, fornicating. And they'll say, well, it's been five years, you know. Let me, let me go back and try it again. I overcame it once. Let me go back so I can overcome it again. And if you do that, you become worse than you were before. There's a lot of drug addicts that kicked it and then came back and now they're worse. A lot of them died from OD because you become worse once you put it down and come back. Read it again, brother. Verse 20. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. See, the latter end. So the person that you become after you get rid of the, the light, you become worse than you were before you even had Christ, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. Verse 21. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of the righteousness then after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. Read that again, brother. Verse 21. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of the righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. See, it would be better that you weren't even born. It would have been better that you just was lame and dumb and didn't understand than for you to understand. And the most high know when you understand. You have grace for what you don't understand. But the most high know when you understand. And if you go back, you 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 fall off the map, brothers and sisters. You will fall off the map. It would have been better for you to never have known the truth than for you to know that you're an Israelite and then go back. Because we had a sister, um, she said she was delivered from being an Israelite. I was like, whoa, delivered from being an Israelite? What does that mean? You're not following the laws anymore? What does that mean? Delivered from being an Israelite? Sister, you're going the wrong way. If you go back, because a lot of our people, they find out they're Israel, then they want to go back to Christian church for some reason. I'm not sure why. Well, yeah, yeah, I just want to go and see what they're doing up in there. Why? You know what they're doing up in there. The same thing they've been doing for the last 70 years. <laughs> Nothing. Singing and dancing and, you know, and speaking in tongues with no scripture, brothers and sisters. Don't go backwards, brothers and sisters. Do not go backwards. If you kick the habit and you put it down, do not go back because you will be worse than you were previously. Let's prove that. Read the next scripture, brother. Verse 22. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again. And the soul that was washed to her wallowing in the mirror. Right. So it means that, you know, fools are stubbornly inflexible. And this is illustrated with the repulsive smile of a dog that eats his own vomit again, even though it may be poisonous, brothers and sisters. See, they both go back to which is vile and disgusting. Why? Because the dog doesn't have any sense and neither does the fool, brothers and sisters. So you would be a fool to spit something out that was making you sick and then go eat it again. But yet... You'll transgress the law, you'll change, and then you'll go back to the same thing that made you sick before. That's why the Bible says, you know, read it again, brother. Verse 22. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the soul that was washed to her wallowing in the mirror. See? 
So we all, anybody seen a dog throw up and then go back and eat it? Yeah. That's that's what a person who put down sin and then go back to it is, brothers and sisters. If you repeat the same histrionics, you're a fool. To get something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. It's the only way, brothers and sisters. It's the only way. We're going to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Bear with us, brothers and sisters. The light, a peculiar people. This is why we're peculiar. Because we're the light, brothers and sisters. We're the light. We're not going to act like everybody else. We're unique in the laws that we follow, the way we dress, the way we treat each other, brothers and sisters. We're peculiar. And there's nothing wrong with that, brothers and sisters. 1 Peter 2, verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. A what? A peculiar people. That ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. See, so brothers and sisters in a world filled with money hungry, fame grubbing, materialistic souls. The one who strives to respond as Christ would will certainly appear to be peculiar, brothers and sisters. We are a special group of people who are a unique possession of the most high. Read that again, brother, please. Verse nine. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye show ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Called us out of the darkness, brothers and sisters. We're not like other people in the world. We're more than different. We're unique. And so we live unique lives to glory the most high. These believers are a light that shines before men, brothers and sisters. You have to be able to stand on your own. You have to be able to say, I'm not going to the Christmas party. Thank you, but no thank you. But everybody's going to be there. Eggnog, man, the girl that you like going to be there. No thank you, brother. Shalom. You need to be able to do that. You need to be able to be in a room full of people who are sitting eating pork and say, well, I'm good, brother. Thank you, though. You don't have to go into the scriptures. I'm good, brother. Thank you. You have to be able to stand alone. That's why usually those who are in the truth are brothers and sisters who had no problem standing out when they were in sin. They weren't followers then. And now you take that same vigor that you had and be able to stand out for the right thing, brothers and sisters. Everybody's not strong enough to do it. Everybody's not uh, had the, the, the level of self-esteem that it takes to stand alone, brothers and sisters. When all your family is calling you over, yeah, man, come come open up the you know the Christmas gifts, or or when your 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 cousin or your friend is asking for a, a birthday gift, it takes a strong man and woman to stand alone when the world is going the opposite direction, brothers and sisters. When that when 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 church is going on on Sunday, and they want you to come, and you say, you know what? I'm just no. I'm I'm follow. I'm observe the Sabbath. I'm not going to spend any money. I'm not going to work. That takes a peculiar person to do that, brothers and sisters. Everybody's not willing to stand alone. You must be willing to stand alone. You must be in order to be the light, brothers and sisters. You must be, or you'll fit right in and disappear, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother Corey, please. Verse nine. <clears throat> But ye are chosen, ye are a chosen generation. This generation right here, this is the generation, brothers and sisters. Those who are living right now are that chosen generation. A royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him 
who hath called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have, have obtained mercy. See, so in times past, we were not a people. Why? Because we didn't follow his laws, statutes, and commandments. But when Christ came and brought the light back to us, we became a people and obtained that mercy, brothers and sisters. So these people are the light that shine before men. And because of that, you have people out there who are looking to destroy us, brothers and sisters. Because of what we're reading here, us being the light and shining light on their darkness, for that reason alone, you have people plotting against you, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. We're going to Wisdom of Solomon 2 and 12 to show you the wicked's reasoning against our people. The peculiar people, the light of the world. We're going to Wisdom of Solomon chapter 2. We're going to read 12 through 16. Wisdom of Solomon 2 verse 12. Now this is this is how the, 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 the pagan Gentile powers think. The elites. This is how they think, brothers and sisters. Therefore, let us lie and wait for the righteous. Let us lie and wait for the righteous. So they're just waiting to pounce on us. Because he is not for our turn. And he is clean contrary to our doings. See? Because we're clean contrary to their doings. How we eat, how we dress, how we talk to each other. Women wearing modest apparel, right? Brothers treating each other humbly and with respect, right? So because of that, because you keep telling them they can't eat their pork and their crab and their shrimp and their lobster, they're looking to destroy you. Read that again, please, brother. Verse 12. Therefore, let us lie and wait for the righteous. Because he is not for our turn, and he is clean contrary to our doings. He upbraideth us with our offending the law, and objected to our infamy and the transgressions of our education. And the transgressions of our education. That's critical. Because when we wake up, we would tell them, your education is foolish. Your education, you're teaching evolution, right? That's foolish. Big bang, that's foolish, brother. You know, that you don't have to follow the law is foolish. Christ came from a pregnant virgin in the term that they wanted to believe uh, to be in that's foolish we would tell them straight to their face that's foolish education and they wouldn't like that continue brother verse 13 he professed he to have the knowledge of God and he called himself the child of the Lord see we would profess to have the knowledge the true name and because of that they are ticked off brothers and sisters and we call ourselves the children of the Most High because that's who we are. That ticks them off, brothers and sisters. They're looking to put your light out, brothers and sisters. Continue. Verse 14. He was made to reprove our thoughts. So they know that we were made to, 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 to uh, correct them. They know it. They know that we were made to correct their iniquity, brothers and sisters, and they don't like that. This is, their, this is how they justify themselves in trying to demoralize and destroy us, brothers and sisters. Verse 15. He is grievous unto us even to behold. See, they can't even stand to look at us, brothers and sisters. They can't even stand it. For his life is not like other men. Read that again. For his life is not like other men. See, we're hard to be understood, brothers and sisters. They look at our lowest state and they don't understand how are we still happy. How are we still going? How are we still strong? Any other nation would have killed themselves. But somehow these people have had everything taken away, stripped from them. They're told that they're dogs, they're criminals, 
Yet, somehow, they stay positive. Somehow, they still hold on to this Bible. What you need to do is put that Bible down and back up off of it. This is what they want you to do. Just back on off that Bible and you'll be okay. See? Read that, read that again, brother. Verse 15. He is grievous. He is grievous unto us even to behold. For his life is not like other men's. His ways are of another fashion. Our ways are of another fashion. It's hard to understand us. That's why they had the Bible translated because they were trying to understand us. What makes us tick? What makes us happy? What makes us arrogant? I mean, uh, what makes us uh, offended? They were the only way they could figure us out is through this book. They said we need to study this book, reconnaissance, and then we'll know what to use against them, brothers and sisters. So. We, our ways are contrary to theirs, brothers and sisters. We're of another fashion. Who says they don't eat pork, crab, and shrimp, and lobster? Who says they don't celebrate Christmas? What are you talking about? Who says women got to cover their hair? What is this? What are you talking about? See? They don't understand, brothers and sisters. That's okay. They'll understand when they see a brown man breaking the sky with a sword in his hand. Continue, brother. Verse 16. We are esteemed of him as counterfeit. See, we tell them they're counterfeit. You're not the real Jews. You're not the real Jews. You're not God's people. He abstaineth from our ways as from filthiness. See, we would abstain from their ways of filthiness. They would look to push their sin on us, brothers and sisters. Who do you think came up with the pornography industry? The Jewish people. They want us to use their, their technology for sin, brothers and sisters. They're the ones making up the drugs and then giving them to us, brothers and sisters. They're the ones paying these artists, you know, all of this money to be influential. They need us to sin. They perpetuate sin to us, brothers and sisters. They show us bacon on burgers. This is what they perpetuate amongst our people because they know the only way they can be over us is through our sin. They know that's the only way. If we stop sinning, they're done. They're done, brothers and sisters. They are done. But they know. Read that again, please, brother. Verse 16. We are esteemed of him as counterfeits. He abstaineth from our ways as from filthiness. He pronounceth the end of the just to be blessed and maketh this boast that God is his father. Yeah, the, the end of the, the just will be blessed. Our end will be blessed, brothers and sisters. And the Most High is our father. See, and for this reason, they're looking to destroy us. They're looking to demoralize us, brothers and sisters. People love darkness rather than light because their deeds are are evil. So what would they do? They would master the art of soliciting sin to us, brothers and sisters. They would sell us sin. They would put it all over TV, in the music, in the advertisement. They would do it, brothers and sisters. They would do it. Verse 17. Actually, we're going to move forward, brother. We're going to John chapter 9, verse 4 and 5. We're almost done here. John chapter 9. We're going to read verse 4 and 5, brother. John 9, verse 4. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. See, this was Christ. And this is us, brothers and sisters. As long as you're here, there's a chance that people may wake up. That's why they're looking to persecute you. Because why? There's something intriguing about the, the Holy Spirit. When you find out the truth, what do you do? You you go share it. It's you can't hold it to yourself. You about to burst. You about to explode. You have to share it, and they know that. They know it. That's why they're looking to put your lights out for good, because they know something. It's not like you gonna get the truth and then go hang out in the house. 
You would scream it to the mountaintops. They know it. This is why they were looking to kill the firstborn during the time of Moses. They were looking to kill the firstborn during the time of Christ, brothers and sisters. Because they know when you get that knowledge, it becomes like flowing water out of your mouth, brothers and sisters. You just can you just have to tell somebody. And they know that, brothers and sisters. Read that again from the top, brother, please. Verse 4. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. See, as long as we're here, it's a problem for them, brothers and sisters. Because if there's even one Israelite left, then the promises will go to that one Israelite. So they, they figure if I destroy them, then Christ will have no reason to come back. If uh, the people are destroyed, Christ have no reason to come back. This is what they believe, brothers and sisters. Why? We would be driven to influence the world in a positive, Christ-like fashion, brothers and sisters. We would look to biblically impact every culture in arm's reach. And they know this, brothers and sisters. We would have a profound impact teaching biblical truth. The children of Israel would. And they know that. That's why they're looking to destroy us, brothers and sisters. Go to... Deuteronomy 14 and 2, brother. There's an agenda. There's a plan to smother and extinguish that light that's emanating out of you believers. Deuteronomy 14, verse 2. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. And the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself. To be a peculiar people unto himself. Above all the nations that are upon the earth. See, we would be a peculiar people. And this time, we would be peculiar in the right way, brothers and sisters. Other nations would find us hard to understand. They would. Because our our ways are not of their ways, brothers and sisters. We just read that. Go to 2 Corinthians 6 and 17. Because we're a peculiar people. We're special people. So because of that... The Most High give us specific stipulations. We're going to go into one of those stipulations, brothers and sisters. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate. Read that again. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you. And ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. The, the operative word I want brothers and sisters to examine is where it says, And be ye separate, brothers and sisters. We're commanded to be separate from the world, brothers and sisters. The Lord calls us to be separate from all that is displeasing him and to dedicate ourselves to him, you know, uh, so that we are available for his service, brothers and sisters. You must separate from the world. A lot of times when we come into the truth, we lose friends, we lose relationships, right? Or you may not be in a relationship right now. Maybe the most I have you alone. That's something you're supposed to thank God for, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. You should thank God that you're separated from people who are not going to assist you in growing, brothers and sisters. Whether it's a relationship, because we have sisters come to us and say, you know, I'm waiting for God to bring me a good man, but I'm in the truth, so it's, I don't have... You know, a lot of <laughs> options, right? The Most High said be separate. He's separating you from them for a reason, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you that that's a, that's a blessing. Go to Ecclesiasticus and the Apocrypha, 38 and 24, brothers and sisters. If you're not in a relationship, be okay with that, brothers and sisters. And use this time to build. Because that's what a wise man looked for. We're going to prove it. 
Ecclesiasticus 38 verse 24. The wisdom of a learned man cometh by opportunity of leisure. Read that again. The wisdom of a learned man cometh by opportunity of leisure. And he that hath little business shall become wise. See, this is a blessing. This is what you should pray for, brothers and sisters. Time of leisure should be used to reconnect with the Most High and disconnect spiritually from society, brothers and sisters. So when you're not in a relationship or you're not... You don't have a job. You're not in the world. Your family's not calling you. That's a blessing because now you can focus on the most high and you can't focus on the most high if you got all this other stuff going on. Right. Read it again, brother, please. Verse 24. The wisdom of a learned man cometh by opportunity of leisure and he that hath little business shall become wise. See, he who have little business, you don't have much to attend to. That's when you become wise. And I always tell brothers and sisters. When you first get that truth and then you start losing things in relationships and people start leaving, that's the time where you grow your knowledge because you only got to be focused on one thing and that's you. When you get into a relationship, now you have to focus on him. You have to focus on her. You have to focus on your friend. You got to focus on this. Be ye separate, brothers and sisters, and use this time wisely. It's a blessing, brothers and sisters. Time of leisure, the same way on the Sabbath, we have time of leisure. And anybody who's ever... Observe the Sabbath, understand the importance of it. They understand the importance of them going and laying back and not spending money and letting their mind work. And they, the Most High bring all these different ideas of how they can grow spiritually in the work that they can do for Him. All that happens on the Sabbath. Why? Because you got time of leisure. You're not doing much. You're just focused on Him. That is the key, brothers and sisters. You need time to deliberate, you know, you need time to contemplate your next move for the most high. So don't rush into something. There's a reason why you're separate, brothers and sisters. Read it again, brother, please. Verse 24. The wisdom of a learned man cometh by opportunity of leisure. And he that hath little business shall become wise. Why? Because those who run the world, they don't work with their hands, brothers and sisters. They think. They use their time to think, brothers and sisters. They get workers like you and I. To work manual labor, brothers and sisters. But those, the Rothschilds, the elites, they're not working, brothers and sisters. They're, they spend all their time thinking on how they can better enslave us. That's what they spend their time on, brothers and sisters. So we wanted to bring this out to show you when you have that time to yourself, when you are separated, that's a blessing from the Most High. And you must use it because you're not always going to have that. You must use that time to build yourself and gain your knowledge because once... You have other stuff come into your life. Now you have to divide your attention on all these different things. So while you're separate, brothers and sisters, while you have that time of leisure to be to yourself, use that wisely, brothers and sisters. It's not a curse. It's a blessing, brothers and sisters. It's a blessing. We're going to James chapter 4, verse 4. We have about five more scriptures. We'll close out. James in the New Testament, chapter 4, verse 4. James 4, verse 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Right, so sin, brothers and sisters, or friendship with the world is enmity with the Most High. What's enmity? That's opposition. That puts you in opposition of the Most High, brothers and sisters. Read that again, please, brother. Verse 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? 
Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Right. That's crystal clear, brothers and sisters. So if you love this world, you love being able to be in this world and live that life. You're actually in opposition of the Most High, brothers and sisters. Those who seek to fulfill the flesh will find themselves in opposition of the Most High. In rejecting the Most High's uh, revealed way of life, people unknowingly cut themselves off from blessings and sentence themselves to suffering. By doing that, brothers and sisters, it's sad that most people who choose not to accept God's offer of a way that will lead into an abundant life and fulfilled life. It's sad when 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 they reject life, when they reject truth, when they reject the light, brothers and sisters. Read that again, please, brother. Verse four. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever, therefore, would be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Right. See, so you must be the light. You don't join in the world. You you shine light on the world, brothers and sisters. If you just looking to want to go hang here, hang with your friends, hit the club and do all this other stuff. You're in opposition to the Most High because you're supposed to be building up Jacob. That's your whole purpose is to build Jacob up. And if you're not building up Jacob, you're in the opposition of the Most High. And that's for Jews and Gentiles. The whole purpose of the Bible is to build Jacob up, brothers and sisters, so they can change the world. And when they change the world, that benefits everybody, not just the children of Israel. Everybody benefit from that, brothers and sisters. Go to Ephesians, brother. Chapter 2, verse 2, please. Ephesians 2 and 2. Wherein, wherein time past he walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the powers of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. In times past, we walked according to the course of the world. So before we followed Satan, we were children of disobedience. Verse three, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Right. So, brothers and sisters, man rejects God primarily because God's law embodies uh, morality that is outwardly focused and shows concern for others rather than oneself, brothers and sisters. Naturally, we are primarily motivated by selfish concerns. You know, what's best for us? What can we get? How can we be viewed as better than others? Usually, that's the motivation. Read that again from the top, brother, please. Verse 3. Verse 2, please. Verse 2. Where in time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he hath loved us, even when we were dead in sin, he quickened us together with Christ. See? So even though we should be dead right now, brothers and sisters, if we was following the law like we were in the Old Testament, each and every one of us would be dead, including me, brothers and sisters. Because why? The wages of sin is death. So there were certain laws that were unto death, brothers and sisters. So a lot of the stuff our people been doing, we should have been dead for. But the Most High sent His Son as an atonement for us, brothers and sisters. 
We have been reborn. We have been transformed, brothers and sisters, into what? Into that light that will shine, that will illuminate the entire earth, brothers and sisters. That's the children of Israel's obligation. And for the Gentiles who want to follow the children of Israel, that's your obligation. Most people are not going to follow it, though. And that's okay. That's okay. Go to Philippians chapter 2, brother. We're almost done here. Philippians chapter 2, we're going to read 13 through 15. Philippians 2, verse 13. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Right. So, brothers and sisters, this refers to conformity to God's righteous standards as set forth in his word. Children of light, do not determine what pleases the Most High by our own feelings, which fluctuate or by the world or what other Christians say. We don't determine uh, what's righteous by our own conscience, you know, because why? Our conscience may have been misinformed. Rather, we learn what pleases the Most High through growing and understanding His Word, brothers and sisters. Read that again from the top, brother. Verse 13. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. In the midst of a crooked and perverted nation. Who is that? That's the children of Israel. Our people are wicked and perverse. But through that, a light will rise from those people. It won't be all of us, brothers and sisters. The majority of us are doing the wrong thing. But through those who are following the doctrine of Christ, they will become the light, brothers and sisters. Read that last scripture again, brother. Verse 15. That ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. See, so even though the majority of our people are in darkness, there would be a remnant of our people that would become a light, which shine as a light to the world. What's the light? We read it. The light is the word. The word is Christ. The passages, the scripture, the doctrine. That's what we must be known for, brothers and sisters. That must be on the tip of our tongue. That must be the antipodes of who we are, brothers and sisters. That must be you. You must embody all of that, brothers and sisters. By somebody coming in contact with you, you know, even if they're an atheist, you should be able to compel them just by your actions, you know, to come to Christ based on how you live in. Just based on how you're living, brothers and sisters. That's our obligation, to be a light to the world. The children of Israel are going to be a light. And we're going to have Gentiles follow us. We're going to Ephesians 4 and 23, and then we'll go to Matthew 6 and 20. Ephesians 4, verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Read that again. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. In order to be transformed from darkness into light. We must be, you know, this must be our first obligation for application, brothers and sisters. Can you read that again, brother? Verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that ye put on the new man, 
which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Right. So, brothers and sisters, this is our first obligation of application to transform our mind and to follow what these passages tell us to do, brothers and sisters. That's the beginning of you coming or becoming the light, emanating that light. Christ being seen throughout you, through you, brothers and sisters. We're not trying to, you know, be some super brews or super Hebrews, we like to call them. Super Hebrews, people just want to tell everybody what to do and do this and do that and do that and do that. Like, where's your cape, super brew? Where's that at? Because you, you, what are you, the police or the Hebrews? No, what we're trying to show is the love of Christ. The spirit of the law, brothers and sisters. That's what we're trying to show. That's why, you know, that's why, especially, brothers and sisters, to the Christians. Because you, Christians are very sensitive. So you must show them Christ in order for them to follow you. If you come with this white man's the devil mess, what Christian do you know in your family is going to follow that? Yeah. <laughs> So you must you must make it an easy transition for the Christians to come over and follow you. And that's by what? Perpetuating the spirit of Christ. You must, brothers and sisters, to make it an easy transition. A lot of Israelites don't know these Christians about to replace a lot of Israelites because they're coming to the truth and they're going to leave the Christian church and come here. And they'll be closer than you will because why? They have Christ. One thing they do have in the Christian church is love, brothers and sisters. That's the one thing they do have up in there, brothers and sisters. And if they're doing that and you're not, they're going to replace you, brothers and sisters. They're going to replace us. A lot of people recognize there's going to be a lot of Christians getting ready to replace some of these ignorant Israelites, brothers and sisters. These smug, arrogant Israelites are about to be replaced by Christians because they have love. And that's the number one commandment. We all know that. That's the number one commandment is to love your brother, love your neighbor. Like you love them, like you love yourself, love the most high. That's the that's the that's the the biggest commandment, brothers and sisters. That's the broadest commandment, brothers and sisters. It's the love. What scripture did you leave off on, brother? I just read twenty six. All or right, twenty seven. I mean, all right. Uh, re- read it one more time, brother. Uh, twenty five, twenty six, and twenty seven. Ephesians four and twenty five. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Right. Now that's crystal clear, brothers and sisters. We have three scriptures and we're going to close out. We're going to Matthew 6 and 20. In the gospel. Matthew chapter 6 verse 20. Matthew 6 verse 20. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor dust nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thy eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. And if therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? The scripture we read previously, brothers and sisters, Ephesians 4 and 23 told you that we need a renewal of our mind. And this scripture is talking about just that. Worldliness is at its core a matter of the heart, 
brothers and sisters. If your heart is captured by the world, you will love the things of the world, brothers and sisters. If your fun is darkness or sin, then you're being led by darkness. How great is that darkness? If the only fun you have is sin and iniquity, how, how great is that darkness, brothers and sisters? As read, read that again, brother, please, from the top. Verse, uh, you can start at verse 20. Verse 20. <clears throat> but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Right, so a renewal of your mind, brothers and sisters. If your mind is dark, your body will reenact the darkness that is within your mind, brothers and sisters. That's what this is saying. When the light of reason in the mind is far extinguished by any prevailing iniquity, your body will be influenced and governed by the darkness that dwells within, brothers and sisters. We must have a renewed mind. We must have a renewed perception, brothers and sisters. We must view things from a holy perspective, from a royal perspective, brothers and sisters. And that will change everything. That will change everything. And those people who do that will be viewed as Isaiah 13 and 12 tells them. Those who can make that transformation. This is what the Most High says. Isaiah 13, verse 12. I will make a man more precious than fine gold. Read that again, brother. I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the gold wedge of Ophir. See, so the, the men and women that will make that change, that renewal, will be more precious than gold, brothers and sisters. More precious than gold. Now, gold have to go through the fire in order to be cleansed, though, brothers and sisters. I don't know if you've ever seen a piece of gold in its rubble, rubbish state. It looks like a, just a regular rock. You would just throw it back down. But when it goes through the fire, the impurities come out. And that shine, that illumination, that's what we're going through, brothers and sisters. If you can renew your mind, you can be one of those that is more precious than gold to the Most High. More valuable than gold. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 12. I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir. Right. Why is gold, why is it valuable? Because there's not much of it. See? So because there's not much truth or light out there, that light that is there is valuable, brothers and sisters. It is very valuable. Always give the most high reason to keep you alive. That's what I tell brothers. If you're doing the work, you're helping people, the most high always have a reason to wake you up. But when you become useless and spoiled, then he might as well throw you out. Because you ain't doing nothing to help the most high or his people. In fact, you're doing the opposite. So one day he may not even wake you up because you're not doing anything with your life. Not for him. So brothers and sisters, I always say, give the most high reason to wake you up in the morning. Because he know if he lose you, he's going to lose a, a, a soldier out there in the field that has his boots strapped up, willing and ready to die in righteousness, to promote the truth to our people. That's your obligation, brothers and sisters. You all are more precious than gold, brothers and sisters, when you renew your mind. We're going to end it at Psalms 135 and verse 4. Psalms 135, verse 4. For the Lord hath chosen Jacob unto himself, 
and Israel for his peculiar treasure. For his peculiar treasure. Peculiar treasure, brothers and sisters. That's what we are. We're the Most High's peculiar treasure, brothers and sisters. If we follow his law, statutes, and commandments, show love, show humility to our brothers and sisters worldwide, Jews and Gentiles, to the Jews first, then the Gentiles, then we will be viewed as a peculiar treasure to the Most High. There's nothing wrong with being peculiar. There's nothing wrong with being unique, brothers and sisters. There's nothing wrong with that. Read that again, brother. Verse 4. For the Lord hath chosen Jacob unto himself, and Israel for his peculiar treasure. Right. Jacob is Israel, brothers and sisters. The twelve tribes are a peculiar treasure, brothers and sisters. And we have a responsibility to show light to the world. Light to our own people first, and light to the Gentiles who would love to follow it, brothers and sisters. Today's lesson was <clears throat> a peculiar people. We went, uh, we, we examined how our people are viewed by outsiders as peculiar and what our purpose is in life to be the light, to shine the light on the evil darkness that's covered the earth, brothers and sisters. We want to say, Kwam Yasharala, Kwam Yasharala, sin no more.